from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to Superiority Complex, your new favorite podcast. It's the week after Christmas. It's the week before New Year's. Yeah. How about that? Hmm? 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 Exciting. Exciting. Christmas time was here. I'm halfway through It's a Wonderful Life. Didn't get to watch it on time, but I'm going to finish it before New Year's, I believe. Uh, how was everyone's Christmas? How was? Did you guys have a lovely Christmas? Uh, Jake is here. John is here. Uh, Patrick is a scene. Of course, this is a busy time of year for them. Maybe next mm-hmm. year we just take the month off. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Well, you shouldn't you shouldn't punish the whole class for a couple of bad days, you know. Well, it's also, it, but it's also like, hey, you know, like like we could have taken yeah. we could have taken this week off, had a nice little break. I don't mind yeah. recording, but also, yeah. you know, it's also like, hey, uh, the day after Christmas, I just slept like a like a log. I was mm-hmm. boy, boy, oh boy. But Christmas, though, we're talking about Christmas. John, how was your Christmas? Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. One of the better ones. Yeah. And you celebrated a birthday, which got cut off of the last week's show. Uh, We had some Mm. technical difficulty for those of you that uh, are just tuning in. Mm. Last week, the first maybe 15 minutes audio was unusable. And we had discussed uh, John's uh, uh, birthday. So happy belated birthday to John if you missed that. Thank you. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Jake, how was your? Mario always goes. What do you want? You want English, Spanish, or Sheriff John? That's what. That was the option I gave you this year, and you went with Sheriff John. I'm I'm sorry. I always go with Sheriff John. Jake, how was your Christmas, buddy? Uh, It was great. Got to spend it with the family. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. Hung out, had some drinks, had some tasty food. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Had Black Adam playing in the background, which is oh, is which is okay. Yeah, no desire to see that. No desire to see. No, it was okay. You know the DC pantheon just never. I don't. I don't care about Green Lantern. No. Uh, Batman, I care about. Uh, Superman, don't care about him. <laughs> Wonder Woman is okay. Aquaman, yeah. don't care about him. Uh, you know, DC was always. Uh, you know. Give me my Wonder well, Twins movie. <laughs> you what now? My Wonder Twins movie. When's that? When's that? Coming? <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised somebody's not doing a uh, Super Friends movie. I'm really surprised. <laughs> are you? We need like a Super Friends TV series. You know, mm-hmm. like a little spoof on the unlike the old TV series, the Wonder Twins. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't we care. I don't care about that? DC. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. I, the only character I care about is Hawkman. There you go. What about a hot girl? Harvey Birdman. Does anybody care about the Hawkman? Uh, from Flash Gordon? Yeah, see, I don't, I, it makes you wonder. When's the last time there was a Hawkman comic? You have to go back to the 60s? I don't know. When, when were they doing Hawkman? He never turns up when they do these, these DC uh, get togethers. What about the, what about the uh, Martian Manhunter? What about that guy? Yeah. Well, I love the uh, I loved it how they approached him on the um, oh what was that a um, new frontier 
Darwin Cook did a great thing called New Frontier, and they, right. they somehow made they somehow made him interesting. They worked him in as a major character, and somehow made him very interesting. So, just goes mm. to show if you're if you're a good artist and a good writer, you can make any character interesting, no matter how how peripheral <laughs> or right. minor. Well, he's a big, you know, he is the now. You know, we talked about this on the phone the other day, how the X Men kind of blew up in the '90s with the cartoon show. So now, great show. Now, you know, there's a certain kids of a certain age, the millennials love the X-Men, even like right. Jubilee and all the, the dumb characters. And, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> I feel that like was a, that was a little, that was a little below the belt. She shoots fireworks. She, she that's yeah. her, that's her certain, that's her superpower. What do you, what would you not want to shoot fireworks? Which character? Would you that? rather not? Jubilee. <laughs> Jubilee. Oh, Jubilee. I don't, yeah. I'm not familiar with Jubilee. Really, that's your superpower? He just goes down to the Red Devil and the box of fireworks? <laughs> she shoots fireworks <laughs> out of her hands. Out of, out her, of, out of her hands? or where, where do they come from, Jake? Out of her butt. I don't know. Well, let's, let's, <laughs> let's find out. Jake's um, give us, while, while Jake's, re- while Jake's researching that, we'll talk about how. Pyrotechnic energy blasts from her hands. Okay? They're not fireworks. They're pyrotechnic energy blasts. Pyrotechnics are fireworks. That sounds like fireworks. Energy blasts. Like- <laughs> energy blasts. Okay. Like a pinwheel. Like a like sparkler. A, like, <laughs> and like, like a really scary pinwheel, though. What if she? What if all she could get <laughs> out of her really fingers? Scary sparkler. What if she, John? What if all she could get out of her fingers were the snakes and the log cabin? What if? That- <laughs> oh, that'd be so great. Look out! Here she comes. What is that? A log cabin on fire? <laughs> The log cabin, Smoky Joe. Yeah, the Smoky Joe. Bum was a cigar. (laughs) Smoky Joe power. But see, look, power power of a Smoky Joe. (laughs) Yeah, the snakes coming out straight down. Energy blasts to blind people. Okay, you know, seems rude. Big, big, a big explosion. Uh, Sounds like you know, you know, she can <laughs> yeah. detonate matter at a subatomic level, and she can use it as a shield. She can make now. What is that? Energy. She can she can destroy matter at a subatomic level. Yeah. Now that's something that sounds like a superpower. Why yeah. is she making fireworks with that superpower? <laughs> <laughs> why is she making? Why is she? Why is she? Why she sparkles <laughs> at Magneto? She can basically <laughs> she can basically spark a thermonuclear reaction, but chooses to shoot fireworks because that's chooses know. to be a Roman candle. <laughs> she <makes laughs> yeah. Chooses to shoot Roman candles and uh, what are the big like the well, really loud ones? The bottle rockets and M80s. Bottle rockets and M80s. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Magneto's all oh look out. M80s. Oh, don't hurt me. And don't forget, you uh, also have in that group, you have everybody's favorite. Uh, 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 Angel? No, the guy who can do the, uh, basically David Blaine. Um, oh, the, the Nightcrawler? Uh, no. No, the magician. Um, oh, uh, the guy that, Gambit. The guy that throws, Gambit. Yeah, he throws mm-hmm. cards. Yeah, he throws cards. But, you know, but he imbues them with magic. Yeah. No, no. David Blaine. <laughs> He makes imbues them with kinetic energy, so it's like he's punching them with a card. I'm, I know there's a lot of millennials out there just like gripping the steering <laughs> wheel right now. Yeah, they're screaming. Yeah, come on, it's. Let me get this straight. He does three card Monty, and somehow that upsets the balance of the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pick a card, any card. That's so it. P, <laughs> guess which shell the P is under. It's like really. Mm. Guess which shell your soul is under. Uh, wow. <laughs> oh, I was right. Yeah, he takes kinetic energy, uh, or he takes uh, potential energy and can convert it into uh, kinetic energy. 
You can Somebody too in your sixth grade science class. So he throws cards really hard. Right. That's like Ricky. That's like Ricky J. Again, like, <laughs> <laughs> what a right? great he, reference. He threw a, a melon. Yeah, yeah, threw a watermelon. Yeah, he threw a card at a yeah. watermelon. You can yeah. stick it into a watermelon. Good for you. The him. amazing, the amazing Jonathan yep. is basically yeah. it. Mm. Anybody can be in the X Men. Yeah, Mister Wizard. You know, you put an egg in a milk bottle. You know. <laughs> Uh, uh, he's great at parties. Yeah, but yeah. So the X Men, great. X Men. It's Wolverine. I don't know how this turned into a bash the X Men party. But. It's it's Wolverine and who else? It's Wolverine. It's Wolverine's yeah, the whole show. Wolverine. No, you got Nightcrawler and Colossus. So they're cool. Yeah, yeah. What do they cool. do? Uh, Beast. He's really, <laughs> he's really smart and really. Explain me, okay, guy who I, here's a guy. I, I'm not into the X Men. Explain to me why 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 these guys are cool. Cyclops, laser eyes, boring. Shoots lasers at beams. Out <laughs> boring. Of laser eye. Shoots freaking lasers out of his freaking eyes, okay? All he does is pine for Jean Grey. Mm. See, now there's... With geez, glasses on. It's interesting because they, by the time they got through with Jean Grey in the 80s, she was like, you know, like the most powerful person on the planet. You know? Right, it's like, right. She's like a supernova, you know? It's like, oh, don't make her mad. She's going to blow up the whole planet. Right, you know? right. Especially when she becomes Dark Phoenix, then oh, dang, watch! You know, out. I guess they were they weren't cool until what, what like the the mid seventies when they brought you know Storm, you know you got Storm and uh, Storm. Wolverine. Yeah, she can she can make it rain. Okay, you know? so can, can I? Thunder. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay. Yeah. Right. There you go. Yeah. Angel. Yeah, I was never I was never a huge X Men fan. Once in a while, you'd pick one up. And for me, it was one of those things where you go, there's too many characters. There must be 35 characters. I can't keep up with them. You know, you got, you got characters all over the place. It's like, can't you just keep this to like four? Fantastic Four I can handle. you got four characters. Something like X-Men, it gets, or, or the Avengers, it gets to where you've got, you know, like 50 characters. You're like, right. it's a little tough to navigate. People come in and out. Sometimes you're an Avenger. Sometimes you're an X-Men, you know. Where you're like West, West Coast Avengers, you know. Mm-hmm. Like what? Canadian Canadian Avengers? What? Isn't there uh, the what was that, Alpha Alpha Team or Alpha Storm? There's also like the Great Lakes Avengers, and they're great. And that was <laughs> yeah, there is. It's like Squirrel Girl was in that was uh, was part oh, of the. Oh wow! Oh hell yeah! Yeah, and then there was really like uh, good Squirrel Girl. Then was there was uh, low, was there was lower Lower Manhattan uh, X Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Split it off, Upper and Lower Manhattan. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, you do have the Hell's Kitchen team. You know, you got the the. Daredevil yes, and Electra, that's pretty cool. Gordon yeah. Ramsay, um, you got Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, <laughs> his superpower is he yells at people after quiche falls. You know, he makes hey. the strongest men cry. If your souffle falls, he yells at you. That's his but, superpower. Oh, yeah. that's great. Turning he, he can turn he his power is he can turn people into idiot sandwiches. Wow, <laughs> idiot, idiot sandwiches. Yeah. All right. Well, that was the X Men segment. How was your Christmas, Jake? Oh, you already told us. Yes, my Christmas is good. I yeah, half watched Black Adam and had some drinks, had some good food. Black Adam started all this. Yeah, DC that's sucks. What started, that's what started all this. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah. It was, it was. It was okay. And as much as I just made fun of the X Men, I will watch that any day over. Uh, give me um, anything other than Batman, and I will mm-hmm. watch that over. Oh, stop! What? Anything other than Batman? <laughs> Batman is the Which only Batman? Batman is the only DC character I care about. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, what do you, what do you tell me? Oh, stop. 
I thought you were uh, all of a sudden coming out against Batman. No. Batman. No. Superman. Ultimate superhero who can take down anyone. Uh, you know, it's, you know. He's smart. Because <laughs> he's smart. He's smart. I'm smart. Maxwell mm. Schmott. I don't know. Yeah. Batman. That's it. <laughs> Batman. Out of all the DC guys, I'm pretty huh? good with two. I, I, I'm good with Spider-Man and Batman. We can have those two. And I'm pretty good. Pretty good with superheroes. That's it. Pretty much. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's, it. That's, that's all you really need. All you need is Batman, Spider-Man, and the Silver Surfer. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't need the Silver Surfer. Because <laughs> then you're getting into the cosmic shit with the with Galactus and all that. Now nobody. No. Nah. Oh, John, are you okay? Yeah, yeah. I was eating a eating some peanuts and. Well, one went down the wrong well, tube there. Yeah, it's because we have a rule about eating on the podcast. So there you go. That's what happens when you break the rules. I see. <laughs> you get into the galactic shit. You know, I don't like I don't like Silver Surfer because that's when you get into all the galactic. Yeah, shit. yeah, no, but he stay stay on Earth. The, Stick the to Earth. We don't need you flying around and, around and yeah. the Watcher. Also, and, of all things to ride, why a fucking surfboard? Because it's the seventies, well, man. You just fly. You know, it's so funny. That character could only have been created in the 60s. You know, it's like, what? A surfboard? He's out in outer space. What does he need a surfboard for? Right. Elf's out surfing those cosmic waves, bro. I could see like a yeah. like a boogie board. I could see that. <laughs> Him grasping onto a boogie board with his feet kicked back. That would make it so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it would that would definitely change the um, mm-hmm. the what the second uh, Fantastic Four the silver, the silver oh. boogie border. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, Black Adam, huh? What'd you give it? <laughs> it's like a it's like a six, five or six. It was, that movie was coming out forever. They were hyping it, hyping it, hyping it. I never saw the. Uh, Never needed. Don't. I, I, I didn't even know it, it was released in theaters. It's like it was trying to be three hundred. Oh really? Uh, How's like, that? Like the cinema, <laughs> like the cinematography, kind of felt like three hundred esque. Huh. Interesting. Sounds well, like off. I was telling Jake they're they're not doing a second one. They pretty much scrapped every DC character. They're gonna start from scratch. For like the third time. Yeah. They just right. need to rem- They just need to know that they can't do live action. It hasn't. It doesn't, <laughs> just, it doesn't work. Make, make it all animated. Yeah. Oh, you it, know what? It, Actually, though, great. I, I do have to. I do have to correct myself. I enjoyed Shazam. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Shazam I wonder if, wonder if they'll scrap that because that was a hit. <laughs> they should. They should bring him back. Well, Wonder Woman's done. They're not bringing right. that back. Mm-hmm. They're not bringing Henry Cavill back for Superman. Yeah, he was boring. So I guess. Um, I mean, that last Batman movie made a lot of money. I'm sure they're bringing him back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know what? Not everybody. The fan base is not happy with that movie. As is that well, right? As well as the too gym. dark. Yeah. Well, just a lot of the, a lot of the the fanboys are going. It's too boring. It's so boring. Wow. Yeah. It's too bad because mm. it's probably closer to the the original Batman than any of them. You know. <laughs> right. It's well. It just depends on when you grew up with Batman. I guess. Well, you and I know this, John, because we're not dumb. <laughs> Not to put, not to put too fine a point on it, but 
I'm just sick of fan bases in general. I'm just sick of it. Mm. They're too they're too fervent about certain like certain topics mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. in their wheelhouse. I'm like, can we just relax? It's just it's just a comic book. It's also, only Star Wars. It's fine. <laughs> Leave it alone. Well, like we've said a million times, Batman's open to a million different interpretations. It's like doing Zorro or Sherlock Holmes. You can do it, you know, try some different approaches. It doesn't always have to be the same approach. Yeah, it might not always they work. Animated, but... does it? They did, uh, they did like Ninja Batman and they've done. Uh... <laughs> yep. Yeah. They did you Turtle just, Batman. You just argued against Bat yourself, metal. Jake. <laughs> Bat Metal. They've brought, got yeah. him as a zombie. They've mm. got him. <laughs> I love it. I say we got Batman as a zombie. And we got and Batman. Batman, uh, Batman, if he were evil. Batman. <laughs> Batman as zombie the Batman. Batman is the Joker. Wait, does Zombie Batman have his his all his faculties, or is he just a shuffling zombie? I don't remember. Because because. Uh, Fully aware zombie Batman would be a freaking nightmare. Right? Yeah. Right, right. He's already a pain in the ass, and you're going to make him like He's dead and he knows it. He's dead and he knows it. Right. So now now he really has nothing to fear. The only person that could fight him would be like uh, Dare Duvall, the man without fear, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I always thought thought there would be an even match, because you got two guys without superpowers. Yeah. They're just really athletic. They can fight. Yeah, jump around rooftops. Dare to yeah, but would Batman you- would have a device that can render his hearing useless, so it would be mm. no contest. Mm. You know, it's really funny. You, you hit on something. You hit on something there, Jake. It's really funny that uh, Bruce Wayne's money is is basically the Deus Ex. <laughs> it's like he he can always like just you buy his way out of it. It's like, I've invented this Wasn't thing. Wasn't that the joke in Lego Batman? They go, what's your superpower? I can, I can buy anything. Yeah, I'm rich. <laughs> I'm rich. That's my superpower. Yeah. Good for you. I think that might've been justice league or one of the bat, one of the bat flex. Oh, right. Right. That's it. Yeah. Boy, the, you, you talk about a, a, a group of people that left no mark with the aside of, uh, with, with <laughs> aside from uh, Gal Gadot. Hmm who was great as Wonder Woman and, uh, you know, Jason Momoa now, just because of my man, he is now my identified man. with, uh, with, uh, Aquaman just because of how, uh, what a bro he is. Um, <laughs> his superpower is he's a bro. He's a super bro. Uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. Like Henry Cavill left no indelible mark as Superman. Ben Affleck left no mark as Batman. Like, it's just like, they, you just they're like they're just the actors yeah. you know you can say that about michael keaton you watch michael keaton's batman and michael keaton is really good as bruce wayne his bruce wayne is really good and he's yeah. a good batman and people were shocked by that i think yeah. uh you know yeah. val kilmer left no mark clooney clooney left no mark mm-hmm. uh so it's kind of it's kind of strange but i mean most people consider uh uh Christian Bale, they consider that like the high watermark for Batman. Right. Movies. Yeah. Well, they're forgetting Will Arnett as 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 uh, animated. <laughs> well, they're forgetting Adam West. I think. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah. G- you know what? Give it to. Uh, listen, people people make fun of that, but it was th- th- there's something in that performance that you yeah. watch it now, and yeah, it's a little cheesy and stuff, but he does bring a certain charm to it. Mm. You have to give him that. You know. Right. Right. right John. Right. Well, that was that was my entry into the Batman universe. Yeah, mm-hmm. Adam, watching it, five years old, old uh, chum, old chum, Robin, old chum. 
old chum. <laughs> hey, Batman. When they're hunting for sharks, they go, hand me that old chum. Hey. Robin, hand me that. Uh, and then Robin says, Robin says, slow ahead. I can go slow ahead. Come down here and chum some of this shit, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow, Batman. They're really milking us. Oh, by the way, uh, Besided Geek, shout out to Besided Geek. He says, John, that he, on Twitter, he never feels younger than when he listens to our podcast. And then he put the uh, he put the gif of Gene Krupa playing the matchsticks. No, it's great. No, it's not. He insulted us because we, he's saying we're old and we talk about old stuff. Yeah, at first I took it as an insult, but if he thought enough to do a gif of Gene Krupa, that says something. But uh, just so you know, uh, beside a geek, before we went to air, we were talking about the Ritz brothers. So <laughs> you might I be know. onto something. I know. You might. We walked right. We, we walked right into that. Listen, yeah. it was, if we go into their music, but I do love their crackers. Listen, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to talk about, uh, you know, your 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 Nick Cannons and, and your and your your Kardashians and all that other stuff and your, in your Biebers and your, in your, who's that other singer right now? That's really hot. Your Harry Styles and all that. You, you go with mm. some other podcast, right here, yeah. here, you're going to get, uh, you're going to get nothing but the hottest news on, uh, Al Brindell. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you want your watermelon sugar high, you get it somewhere else. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to find out who Jerry Colonna is sleeping with, you come to our podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You you uh, uh, listen you you listen you pumpkin spice bastards. That's uh, funny. Right. You're, you're right though. If we had kicked off the show with the Ritz brothers, he would have been. See, I told you guys. <laughs> Pointing at the phone. First thing, yeah, just uh, just out the gate, right out the gate. <laughs> Ritz brothers. So the Ritz brothers. Hey, how about That's those Ritz great. brothers? Mm. You it's guys hard make job. me feel young too. It's you make me feel so young. <laughs> you make me feel there's songs to be sung. Blah, 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 blah. And they're like, see, now Bing Crosby references. <laughs> uh, that's Frank Sinatra. You make but me I went feel... boo. But I went baba boo. So that kind yeah, of Yeah, baba boo, so Bing Crosby, you know. Yeah, baba boo. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. Bub, yeah. Boo. I love it. Bubba. I love it. Somebody tuning in. No, no, no. That's not Bing Crosby. That's Frank Sinatra. No, no, no. Uh, and then uh, Jake is going, no, that's Russ Colombo. God, who's Russ Colombo? I gotcha. I gotcha. He was like a he was like a cabaret singer from like the twenties. He, he's you know what he is? He's like Rudy Valley, that that era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where they're singing they're singing through megaphones because there's no electronic microphones. Mm-hmm. Rudy Valley, mm-hmm. huh? Old banjo eyes. No, who's that? Eddie Cantor, there old man Now we're really going down the rabbit hole. God. <laughs> Rudy Valley, Eddie Cantor. Jesus. That's awful. That that is like and, and and Jesus. That is that is boy, that's like I think you described that like being from another planet. Like when you watch Al Jolson today, you're just like, geez. Yeah. Louis, well, that's, that's you and me watching El Brendel. We're going, how is this guy a thing? Even like you know, 80 years ago, how was this guy a thing? Well, there's that, uh, this, there's that scene, a there's a scene that keeps Goodfellas from being a 10. And it's because <laughs> it's, it's because uh, she's watching. Uh, uh, oh, I can't hear you. can't hear yourself, Jake. Hmm? Oh no, it's pointing at me. I was like, yeah, that's me. Oh, there's there's a thing that keeps uh, uh, Goodfellas from being a ten, and it's when they raid the house and she's watching the jazz singer, and uh, 
and Martin Scorsese holds just a half a second too long on L. Jolson doing the little whistling thing and making the big eyes, and you're just like, wow, I'm really uncomfortable right now. So 9.5 for the appearance it of Al Jolson. You, it does tell you what year it is, though. <laughs> What's that supposed to be? What year is that supposed to be? It's in the 70s. She's watching it on TV. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's odd. He must have had a reason. Scorsese's got a reason for everything. There had to be a reason. Yeah, it, it was so weird. It's just like, God, this is awful. Turn this off. <laughs> and then the next scene she's watching. Is that you, Krusty? <laughs> this Krusty, is... it's me, Margaret. <laughs> 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 Buy my feminine hygiene products. <laughs> oh man! Well, I'm Brenda Vaccaro. <laughs> here, here with the steel ball and Krusty the clown. And to my left, Stevie Nicks. Nobody knows who Brenda. <laughs> Nobody I knows know. who Brenda Vaccaro. Right off the right off the charts. I couldn't. I, even, I couldn't even guess at who uh, who that person was. <laughs> next, next week, I next week, even try to guess who that next was. Week, Next week I won't be back, and Mario will go. I'm sorry, he took it one too far. Brenda Vaccaro, he just had to go. He had to go. You should have said. You far. should have said Commander Janeway and done that voice, and then I suppose maybe we're past the point where anybody gets that reference. No, everybody you know? still hates her. It's fine. Uh, but nobody had a more gravelly voice than Brenda Vaccaro. She made Lucille Ball sound like Loretta Young. You know, it's again, like, again, nobody knows who Loretta, or Loretta Young. Is. I know, I know. I've got to go. You just have to update your references. The actors and the singers. <laughs> you, you say she made, you say Brenda Vaccaro made Adele sound like. There you go. You know, or like, do, you know. Like, like Beyonce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it made Cardi B sound like, you know, mm -hmm. Megan Stallion, Nick, like Nicki yeah. Minaj. Mm -hmm. That's right. I'll just make those references. Yeah, uh, Shakira. Just drop in like a just drop in yeah. like a female singer. You know everybody. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Blah blah yeah, blah blah yeah. blah. Rihanna, and then you just well, you know share. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you believe in love? Best part of waking up. <laughs> oh God! Folders in your cup. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's actually pretty good. Folgers coffee commercial. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Who's that? I think she did do that. I think she did. One eight hundred seven seven. Wow, is that true? That'd be crazy. I think she did. Holy cow! Oh no, never mind. I don't know. That oh, was that was a uh, Celine Dion. If you just, if you just no, made it up, that's brilliant. Oh no, I'm not that clever. Uh, it was on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. They were doing like uh, okay. Musical impressions. That's not song. bad, though. That's not bad. Jake. Aguilera did share. Uh, the only thing I can oh, the only thing I can dock you for is uh, watching Jimmy Fallon. But other than that, <laughs> not anymore. I think it's I think it's kind of cringy and boring now. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> cringy, cringy and boring. A little bit. A, little bit. That's, uh, a lot. It's he's just. I don't uh, know. You don't. You do not. You know. You're not of a generation to realize what an insult. It is to have him hosting the Tonight Show, the Tonight Show. Mm, that yeah. doesn't mean anything anymore. But there's, a, there's but, a certain level but, of class. But back, yeah, in it's the true. Tonight Show. But and well, that all went out the door with Jay Leno. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, now now it's, you're showing your now Mario. Now you're showing your age. The right. idea that nobody nobody after Johnny Carson can possibly do the Tonight they Show. They could be, but that. they they picked the wrong people to do it. Yeah, it's not Jimmy Fallon. 
Jimmy yeah, Fallon just yeah. needs to have the Jimmy Fallon show and do your yeah. little do your little karaoke all, all thing. The, all, all the guys that could have done the Tonight Show in another universe, it would have been like Letterman or Kimmel. Those guys could do the Tonight Show, but right. it's you know, mm-hmm. but those guys end up on a different. Both those guys ended up on a different <laughs> different network. <laughs> so. Jimmy Kimmel's actually really. I mean, I'm, I really enjoy it whenever well, he's I catch the sharpest it. Sharpest of the bunch, yeah. He's whenever I whenever I catch it, I watch it. I'm like, oh man, Jimmy Kimmel. He's good. the funniest, and it's odd because he's the most low key. His delivery is so interesting. He's the most low key, but he's got the sharpest wit of the bunch. So right, I do like. <laughs> I never catch it. I never watch. Nobody watches late night anymore, John. We're all streaming, 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 streaming. You know, so, but what you know is that every morning they're they're showing the monologues. You can watch everybody's monologue. You just kind of scroll down and. They're just throwing right. you bits from the right. previous night show. Right. Yeah. I, don't, I, I can't imagine who the demographic is. It's watching the show on television. My mom. My mom loves Jimmy Kimmel. There you go. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Loves him. That's great. She thinks it's you know, my mom. My mom finally came around to Letterman. Once she retired and she was up at night watching late, the people she couldn't, she didn't get, she suddenly became fan, uh, became a fan of Letterman and uh, John Stewart. I turned her on to both of those guys. You're good. You're a good son, John. She was taping that stuff for me at, when I was working, and then she got hooked. She's like, oh, wow. She goes, he's really funny. <laughs> you know, a little bizarre, but very funny. Right. And then I got, a, I got, I got totally hooked on Jon Stewart. Good old Dave. And then she became a, a Stephen Colbert fan because she would stay watching after Jon Stewart, The Daily Show. After that went off, she would just keep watching. It would go into the Stephen, you know, the Colbert rapport. And she, she got to where she, that's the one she liked the best with Stephen Colbert. You know who else I miss was Craig Ferguson. Oh, funny guy. So funny. Right. And somebody's posting all of those. Somebody is posting all of his like they're posting the Letterman's. Uh, the great thing about uh, Ferguson was always very informal. It was always felt like he was just hanging out. So it was always yeah. kind of cool. And no he kind pressure. of, being being Scottish and being kind of outside of the Hollywood industry kind of helped too because he would just kind of, you know, it was never. And it's 1230. Right, you can do your best work at twelve thirty because you have to worry about everybody tuning in. You know? Right, just like just like Dave, good old Dave. Yeah. Hey guys, yeah. this has been a great walk down memory lane, but yeah, uh, <laughs> ju- Jubilee sucks. And uh, sorry, Jake. Jake, who is you your favorite think, ex? No, it's okay, it's fine. Jake, who is your favorite ex person? Ex person. Mm-hmm. What do you mean, ex person? Well, X Men. X Men. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Rogue's pretty cool. She can steal powers. That's pretty dope. Okay. I like it. You know? She has that cool gray hair. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like a streak, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gray, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot who played her in the movie, but her, her acting style was just, I'll make bug eyes the whole time. <laughs> yeah, who was that? It was, some uh, what's some people name? like that, you know? Yeah, who was that? She was like a child actress. Yeah, everything was... The eyes. Was it the piano? I'll what make, was that? I'll make banjo eyes. Banjo. I'll make banjo eyes. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's like in scanners when someone's about to do the scanning. So the director was. John, like, what was the uh, what was your reaction to the theater when you saw the head explode in scanners? You know, I never saw scanners. I just saw the commercial, and you know, I think that was the finale. They gave away the finale. There's all this sort of like you know, telekinetic energy and stuff. I think that is the big money shot. And they, you know, it was on the commercials. So I, I never actually saw scanners, but everybody. No, that's in shot. the beginning when the guy says, is it really? Yeah. Okay. All right. I never saw scanners. I, that was David Cronenberg. Yes. Very Canadian. Yeah. You know, it's odd. Cause I was reading about one 
the Brian De Palma call, uh, did called The Fury. And I think it had a similar thing where it's somebody does, you know, with his mind, he makes the guy's head blow up. Oh, good stuff. Makes me wonder which one came first. <laughs> was it was it Scanners or The Fury? I don't know. But that's the first big one for Cronenberg, isn't it? I believe so. You know, he, he'd done some goofy movies, but then Scanners is kind of the one that put him on the map. Right. Because everybody remembers that that scene, you know. I remember it, and I never saw the movie. <laughs> it all takes place in uh, one building, seems like. Is that right? Seems like. It's yeah, one of those yeah. movies that's a lot of interior. Uh, it feels very Canadian. So like, that's one of the opening shots, huh? That's one of the it's opening like in scenes. The first, I got to say it's in the first 15, 20 minutes. Okay. Uh, Brent would know from the home video hustle. He'll probably weigh yeah, in yeah. on Twitter. It's an odd one that I, it's weird that I haven't seen it, but I never saw it. I haven't it. seen it in years. Mm. Mm. I have some David Cronenberg to catch up on. You know, I never saw that one. What was the one that? Um, With Jeremy Irons. Oh, that was a great one. Dead Ringers. That's a great one. Oof. Talk about disturbing. Holy cow. Um, Nightbreed. I think Nightbreed. Is that the one with all the freaks? I don't know. I've never seen it. Yeah, I think that was it. Nightbreed. That's one I haven't seen. Hmm. John, what are night moves? (laughs) I was working on my night moves. What does that mean? When you've got no nothing to lose. Working on the night moves. With summer closing in, night moves. <laughs> Working and practicing, night moves. Uh, 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 night moves. Oh, remember, I remember, I remember. Who's uh, who's who was that, John? Who were you just saying? And uh, there is a movie called movie. Night Moves with uh, Gene Hackman. Oh, that's a good one. That's a real good one. Yeah. I still don't know what night moves are, though. Can you explain? That, you know, that's a, a very young. I think that's the first movie with uh, Melanie Griffith in it. Okay. Um, she's somebody, she plays like some, somebody's daughter, and it's like, wow, that's got to be the earliest earliest appearance by Melanie Griffith in a movie. Uh, that, you know, that's, that's during uh, Gene Hackman's peak. Those are the peak years. Every movie was great. You know, that's, I think the Scarecrow, was like 75. The Scarecrow. Yeah, right. Scarecrow, French Connection. Um, he's just, he's unstoppable all through the 70s pretty much. And I think Night Moves is 75, so it's smack in the middle of a really fertile period for him. Uh, who? Uh, and then it ends with Superman. Uh, what? Um, <laughs> He's one of the best things in Superman. It kind of bookends the 70s. Poseidon Adventure in the, in the beginning. You have these yeah. crazy popular pu- kind of pulpy movies, and then he's doing solid work right in between. You know, French Connection. Think about the conversation. Sure. You know? That's what I'm saying. Think, yeah, yeah. It's bookended so, by yeah, kind of these. If you, these, look, at his, if you look at his filmography, yeah, I, I would check it out. Uh, night moves is definitely worth checking out. Very, but very intense. What movie. are night moves? I don't know. You'd night have to ask. Moves? Ask yeah, exactly. Ask Bob Seger. Was the, was, I remember. I remember. Wait, I remember. was the movie named after the song, or vice versa? Uh, you know, I think they both came out the same year, and I think they're totally independent of each other. I don't think either one of them knew of the other. I bet I think they both came out the same year. I think the song or the, is it is it a play on like the night moves in chess? Night moves. Uh, no, I don't think either one of them is a play on that. Okay. <laughs> no, I, if I had to bet money, I'd say neither one of them is. Okay, is somebody, if you, if you know what night moves means, I've always uh, night moves. Well, it's like putting the moves. You know, the Seeger song is him practicing his night moves. It's you know, it's night making. Moves. Making out in the parking lot with your best girl, you know. Oh, okay. yeah, there you go. Night. That's what it's all about, man. 
Huh. <laughs> That's what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> like a rock. <laughs> what a weird conversation we're having today. Yeah, I well. Mikey Bags is going. Mikey Bags is going. I can't believe you're going on ten minutes on Bob Seger. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't we haven't mentioned Deep Purple once, and uh, yet Bob well, Seger. It, it's come. It's coming. Hey, it's coming. don't Bob. worry. We'll get it to you. What are they doing in '75? Uh, he knows. Mikey Bags just ripped off everything they did. Every tour, every hotel they stayed in. Wow. Okay. He should do a book. He should do a book like those guys that did the King's book. I don't, if, if you ever picked up that King's book. They tell you where they were every single day. Were they in the studio? Were they on tour? Were they on television? Were they taking a break? Somebody put together an entire book. So it's everything the Kinks were doing from like sixty to like ninety four. Whoa! Talk about fan- fanatical. You know, it's like, and they went to the bathroom about eight o'clock on this. Wow, day. that's crazy. And how much work would that take? You've got to figure out every date on every tour, every studio. You know, every time they booked the studio, I don't know how much time that would have taken. You know. Deep, that's a lot of work. Crazy that it's the Kinks. You know, they did a book like that with the Beatles, and you go, okay, the Beatles. And then it's like incre- incredible. This guy did it with the Kinks. Every move they made for like you know thirty years. Even their night moves. Even night their night moves. moves. Ooh, night moves like a rock. Ooh, like a rock. Uh, how do you feel about Bob Seger, John? I love Bob Seger. Do you? I do. I was I was made fun of. For liking Bob Seger by, by, by a bunch of, uh, I had a friend who was like the only punk rocker in high school. She was the first. She was there at ground zero. She was, you know, walking around with a Ramones album under her, her arm in like 77. Wow. There's like two, two punk rockers in, in the entire school. She was one of them. And we were both like DJing for lunch. They would let people play records for an hour at lunch. And we were, both of us were like DJs. Every day it was a different person spinning records while people had lunch and uh so she always had all this crazy stuff like you know warm leatherette by the normal you know and devo and elvis costello and she you know she made fun of me because with me it was like the beatles the stones and inevitably i had a bob seger record under my arm and she go bob seger come on you know words to the effect of you know get with the future you know come on bob seger (laughs) wow she called him blob seger She, she wrote in my annual, you know, she okay, now try not, try not to listen. Try not to listen to what? Blob, Blob Seeger. You know, she wrote reviews in the uh, school paper, too. Um, and people would get on her because most people, you know, like the week that uh, Pink Floyd, The Wall came out, she wanted to review, you know, like X or the Buzzcocks. And she's way ahead of the curve. And so, you know, all the meatheads would be all, come on, man, write about the new Zeppelin or the new ZZ Top. You know, we don't care about X and the Buzzcocks. You know? Right. You're writing to a demographic of three. The The rest of the school wants to know about the new Tom Petty record. Yeah, know? man. Yeah, man. So she come was on. interesting. She was fearless. She was fearless because she was like, she was the head music critic, you know. And what happened to this like, kid? No. What happened to this girl? Oh, well, I kind of lost track of her. Um she had her she had her ups and downs, but she she should have been like Robert Hilburn. She should have been writing for Rolling Stone or the L.A. Times. She should have been like the head critic on one of those big magazines. But um, she was sharp, smart, funny. John, this uh, sounds way, way ahead of the curve. She was a year or two ahead of most 
high schoolers. John, you should. Purely. This sounds like someone you should have been pursuing. I, I really feel like this is. A- well, we were very good friends. We were the best of friends. It never turned into a romance, but we were the best of friends because we were a couple of misfits. You know, not to, not to get too, uh, too Christmassy, but we were. Uh, you know, we were amongst the misfits. You know. Oh, that's a, that's an your biography amongst the mid amongst the misfits. <laughs> Life amongst the misfits. Bi- yeah. bi- because for me. Because she was way ahead of the curve, and I was way be- I was listening to stuff from the '60s, which at that time was not too cool. Yardbirds, um, the Kinks, the Stones, the Who, the Beatles. You know, in '78, '79, that was not particularly cool. You know, people didn't give a shit about the Beatles really until John Lennon got shot. Then all of a sudden, they all cared about the Beatles again. It was not particularly hip to be into the Beatles. God, what a glorious time that must have been. '78, you know. What a glorious. What a glorious time of. <laughs> to be alive, <laughs> Mario's all. Can I take? Can I take a time machine? I was alive. I just didn't realize that we could hate the Beatles back then. I didn't, you know. It's not that people hated them, but they weren't particularly. They didn't care, you know. Every couple of years, they'd sort of there'd be a little revival, but nobody really gave a shit. Certainly not in high school. They're like the Beatles. Who the, who the hell's listening to the Beatles? It was all you know, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, you know, Ted Nugent, all that stuff. Mm. So the Nuge. So for her, she was way ahead. They're like, you know, who the what the hell is the Buzzcocks? Who the hell's X? And with me, they'd be all, what? Who the fuck are the Yardbirds? You know, it's like, who the hell cares about that? You know, right? And I go, listen, you fucks, you got your Eric Clapton, wow. your Jeff Beck, and your Jimmy Page all came out of the Yardbirds. That's what. I, that's how I'd shut them down. And then they'd stick me in a trash can head first. <laughs> Never happened, but that was the danger. You were a freshman, you know. Oh man, we're gonna put you in a trash can. <laughs> you were too large a man to. You were really- not then. I was skinny. I was very skinny. Once upon a time, <laughs> I weighed about half of what I weigh now. John, you were too large a man to. Jam I was skin and bones. As a matter of fact, that's where Ray Davies got the idea for that song. That's oh, that'd be great. Hey, listen, John. Can I call this song "Skin and Bones"? Ah, oh, was I going to ask you guys? I was, was going to say this is usually about the time we'd be, take a break. We're going to push on through to the other side. Wow, fast a quick one today. <laughs> well, a quick one while he's away. Very good. How about that? Oh, very okay. good. Mm-hmm. All right. That, that's by he, of course, we mean Patrick and Justine. We miss him. Uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna ride into 2023 without him, but they'll be back. Uh, they'll be back soon, very soon, hopefully. Maybe. I thought they were coming back today. I thought so, but I, you know, it's retail week, man. This is a rough week right, in retail. Right. So you know, a lot of returns, like we talked about, a lot of returns. Our call Good ends call in ten in minutes. Is that everyone seeing wow. that? Right. Yep. Mm. I haven't seen that in a while. Do you have to like? What do you have to do? Redo the call. Oh, you know what? I had I lost my old credit. I lost my old credit card. I had to get a new one. So that so that explains that. Okay, that's okay. Well, we, you know what? Then we will take a break. We'll go. Good we'll point. do our thing, and then uh, we'll we'll re we'll reconvene in about uh, a minute. Okay. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we will review Swingers, the nineteen ninety something classic Swingers. What year is that? Ninety six. I had it pulled up and it's gone now. It came out. It came out. It's a movie that's out. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Clickety clack. 96. All right. We'll 96. be right back with the 1996 classic Swingers. Stay tuned. 
Welcome back to the Superiority Complex. Jake is taking a whole mouthful of something. I couldn't quite see what it was. What is that, Jake? What do you enjoy? Looks like a chocodile, maybe like a chocodile. Yeah. I'll never tell. What was it? Was Remember? it a ho ho? Was it a chocodile? Whatever it is, you're, you're whatever it is, you're putting your whole mouth on it, and it is <laughs> a sight to behold. Mm-hmm. Mm. Take a bite, teeth and all. Mm, there you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, really shake hands with it, Jake. Yep. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> or <coughs> a baby's arm holding an apple. You made me. You made me choke. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Um, I'm sure, you get that a lot. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is. It looks like a chocodile. Do they make those anymore? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. Somebody somebody bought Hostess. They rescued Hostess. I was I don't think Hostess was Chocodile. I think I think Chocodile was another company that was like trying to go. No, it no, was Hostess. It was Hostess, yeah. Was it? Yeah, I, I don't know what the difference is between a chocodile and a ho ho. Well, the chocodile was was in the shape of a Twinkie. They just basically just covered uh, the, the chocolate Twinkie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They covered the, the, the what, covered Twinkie. What they did was they covered the uh, the Twinkie in the same chocolate that covered a ding dong. Okay, and a ho ho was like a rolled up cylindrical. Yeah, it was almost like a cinnamon roll, but it was chocolate. Yeah, I'll tell you what, the ding dong for me. Uh, mm. Nothing could beat the old ding dong, if you know what I mean. Uh, you get they were individually wrapped in the foil. Oh, mm. great! Yep. Or the lemon yep. pies, the hostess lemon pie. <laughs> son I of a about those. son I of a, those lemon things pie. were, now we're delicious. Talking. By the way, I have to Fruit apologize. Pie. I have to apologize. Uh, in the first hour, I realized I had the fan on down here, and uh, this little vornado I have in the in the room down here it drones. Like crazy if you have it on a low setting, so you might oh. be hearing that. You might be hearing that the first hour. So there's nothing that can be done about the ambient noise. I for just I've forget. got a vornado. I'm looking right at a vornado. Hey, how you doing? Vornado sounds, sounds very sexual. Soon we'll Fair be making good. another run. Vornado. <laughs> da, da, da. Vornado. Vornado. Uh, I. I to no one's amusement but my own the other day, I was doing, I was like wondering why why uh, Van Halen had never done a Christmas album. And I was just thinking of all the songs you could do. You could do like, uh, like instead of Panama, you could do like Santa Claus, Santa Claus. Uh, uh, oh, uh, they missed uh, out. And then like hop for Santa. Nee, 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 nee. I don't feel naughty. Got it bad, got it bad, got it bad. I wonder what Santa's gonna bring me this year. You know, just that whole. I got my milk and cookies. Yeah, give me some tags to ride on, man. Santa, 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 can't you see? Don't want to be no uptown elf. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, I don't feel you know. You say I don't feel naughty. it's surprising that they didn't at least do a Christmas song. Most most acts got around to doing a Christmas song, right? Yeah, Santa Claus, Santa Claus. That's got to be that's the reach down between my sleigh. Oh, 
That suit looks good on you. You'll get some leg tonight for sure. Oh, 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 oh. Give me, give me a break, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> All right, me. Santa. One break. Coming up. There we go. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. So uh, the the David Lee Roth Christmas album. Look for it next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're welcome, Dave. Diamond Dave. Um, hey, uh, Mario, you know what? I did watch the Muppet Christmas Carol. Did you love it? I loved it. Wasn't I it great? It. Yeah, it's like you would. It's like all of you said it was it was wonderful. I mean, you've been saying that for years. And um, it's it's so wonderfully put together. Michael Caine is doing such an amazing job. Right, <laughs> right, and and the, it works because they act like the Muppets. I mean, they do that in every movie. Like the the Muppets are they, they don't draw attention to the fact that they're Muppets, but for some reason, no. in this one, it really really works. Uh, I read a thing where he said once he accepted the role, he said, "I'm going to treat this like it's the Royal Shakespeare Company." <laughs> seriously, he, he said, and, he and says, he, "I am not going to pull any punches," and he's so good. He might be one of the best Scrooges ever. Right. I told and, you that um, scene. Those scenes where he where the ghost is taking him around and he's seeing his. I mean, it's heartbreaking. Just the 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 emotion that he registers. Um, he, I, I'm sure you caught this. They are they are so close to the book. Right, a lot of the a lot of the dialogue and narration is right, uh, right out of the book, right. which a lot of movies don't do. They kind of are fast and loose. With and it isn't it's which weird that Gonzo is such a good narrator, right? Like, yeah, as Charles did. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Is that shouldn't work? All that stuff with him and the rat, uh, you know, Rizzo, that shouldn't work. It's real cornball, but it works somehow. It leavens all the you know because it's a pretty dark book because so you need the, yeah you need that to even out the the darkness and in the book i guess there is sort of a there is a narration there's a narrator so you it is needed you need somebody to interject in between scenes right and set and set the tone and somehow it works beautifully that whole them as a greek chorus it just works perfectly and all that humor them like every time somebody opens up the windows and they get you know pushed back into the snow that shouldn't work but it just works brilliantly right it's right. just enough humor to take the edge off all the darkness because there's some really dark shit in that book. Right. Know? And you know what it is? And you, it reminds you that you're watching something for kids. So you throw those pratfalls in there and it works. Yeah. But it also works when you're a grown up because it, it's kind of a break from all of the heaviness. Uh, and then at the end, I love how they go, well, this is getting scary. We're going to step out and we'll come back for the finale. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be cracking jokes when he's meeting the third ghost, and it is dark, you know. Right. Yeah, he's in the cemetery, it's always the, the scariest part of the of the movie. Right. But also, all the the set design and all the costumes are just right on the money. So yeah, again, a great period piece. It just happened to have Muppets in it. You know, it's. Uh, I don't know. You know, and the real surprise. I've always, I'm one of these guys. Always thought that maybe after Jim Henson passed away that there wasn't anything worth catching. This is, this is like after he passed away, this is his son doing the directing with Frank Oz and uh, it works. It absolutely works. Right. And like I said, you're a big Michael Caine fan. So I knew you would. uh... Well, he's got to be one of the all time great uh, Ebenezer Scrooges. I'll tell you. Right. You're, you were, you were so right. He's just uh, so good. So good in this. Yeah. You you get a little, uh, you get a little, little choked up. You get a little choked well, up at a couple points. Yeah. Uh, like I said, that scene where he's watching the nephew 
where it's the ghost of Christmas present and, uh, yeah. and he goes in and, and they're watching him play the game and, you know, they're making fun of him and you could just see the look yeah. on his face. Uh, yeah. you know, he's kind of yeah. hoping like, Oh my God, family, finally, someone I know, you know, yeah. someone who loves yeah. me. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's really, really great. Yeah. I feel like his turn more than anyone else's that turn towards, you know, the light, you know, the turn towards the, you know, where he makes the change and everything. I feel like that really comes across as very sincere. Uh, yeah. And some, I read some comments, you know, after I watched it and some people said, um, it's been a long time since I've read the book, but they said in the book, um, each time he meets a, meets one of the, with every ghost, he, he does sort of evolve and change. And they say most movies, he just makes a great big change at the end. He's so, right. he's so happy that he's back amongst the living that the change is all at once. But they said, Michael Caine does it gradually. Every time he meets a ghost, he softens and he sort of evolves. So by the time he meets the third ghost, he says, please let me make this right. I'm, I'm ready to, to right. make it right. You know, right. Right. So right. they said, uh, you know, they said, oddly enough, this is the one that might be closest to the book. You know? Right. Yeah. They really did follow the, uh, and I'm yeah. always, I'm always surprised every time I watch it at how good of narrator Gonzo is. Cause he's reading right out of the text. I know it works great. Gonzo's not even one of my favorite Muppets. Right. When he turns up at the beginning, I'm going, Oh no, really? He's going to be the narrator, but God, it works beautifully. Right. And the stuff with Rizzo works great. Right. It's, you know, stuff that you just shouldn't work. You just think it's too broad, too cornball. It works beautifully. And that's the way it was with the Muppet show. I used to turn, you know, to whoever I was watching it with and say, why this shouldn't work. These are really corny vaudeville jokes, but the timing was so razor right. sharp. Right. They just knew how to do the timing, just played it beautifully. Right. That it just suckered you in. Yeah, I think people people underestimate uh, Jim Henson and then and um, and obviously now his son uh at how tight the comedy is. You know, right. because I, I think a lot of people think well it's going to be a cheat because they're just going to put puppets out there and that'll be the fun part like that'll we're no. just gonna it doesn't matter because they're acting it's like it's like good animation right these are puppets but the acting is extraordinary it's all very subtle very subtle you know in the it's all body language because the eyes aren't moving you know and i feel like sesame street was really the first yeah kids show yeah. to really know hey the adults are watching we're gonna do right. some stuff we're gonna throw in some jokes for the adults or yeah. you know do some stuff that the adults will, you know, parents are watching. So we'll do these spoofs and stuff. And it might just be because there's a mom sitting there with, you know, with a mom or yeah. a dad sitting there with the kids and there's something. Right. So it's, it's not just aimed, you know, it's like a whole family entertainment. So yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, it took, you know, I haven't watched this as many years as like, you know, I think Patrick and Justine and Jake, you guys grew up with Muppet Christmas Carol. I caught it pretty late too, John. And I was, yeah. I, I was the same way. I was blown away by uh, how good uh, Michael Caine is. But you guys, all, all of you, all, all of you, all four of you, uh, the more you talked about it and raved about it and said how good it was, I, you know, I, and now that I've got Disney Plus, I thought, well, I've got no excuse. Right. I, I've got it. I just got to pop this on. And I did it the day after Christmas. I thought it's now or never. The, the more days that pass after Christmas, the less likely you are to right. watch something. I'm really glad Christmas you watched thing. it, man. I'm really glad. Uh, Cause I, I, well, I loved it and it, it'll probably be like a, this will probably be like a tradition. Now I'll, I'll add it to my list of stuff that I got to watch uh, oh. along with the blue carbuncle, which you watched. Uh... <laughs> oh, I loved that too. That'll yeah. That was just beautiful. A, a Christmas Sherlock Holmes story. Yes. Incredible. Starring the great Jeremy Brett. And, uh, well, 
really, really, uh, really, really fun. Really, one that of the, was great. Thanks for sending that to me. One of the best, uh, one of my favorite episodes, just because it's very light. Ooh. A Christmas Sherlock Holmes story. Uh, hey, the way. Uh, by the way, uh, just this just in: Avatar: The Way of Water earns one billion dollars. So that just shows you where we are, John. Where we are on the pulse of, uh, of. Um, I don't know. I, the, the one I want to see, it's funny. I really, I'm not being snarky about it. I just don't really care about Avatar. I just don't. One, one was enough, and that was 13 years ago. The one I really want to go see is uh, Babylon. I think I'm going to try to make some time today and catch it, catch a matinee of Babylon. And uh, good or bad, I just want to see how they did it. I want to see how it looks. And you know, You're, you're going to hate it. it. Uh, it's getting great reviews. It's getting great reviews, so we'll see. I'm not expecting it to be uh, an authentic period piece. They said this is one of those things uh, where they're playing it. I forget which critic said it. They said they're playing this very broad, but somehow it catches the spirit of the of the time that Ooh. it's supposed to be. I just hope it doesn't behave like a Baz Luhrmann movie. Because, it will. Yeah, uh, uh, the Who's- trailers kind of make it look like like Moulin Rouge or Great Gatsby, where it's like you're you're inside of a blender full of confetti and spark you know it just looks like too much man i could not get into moulin rouge could not oh jesus i almost threw up it, it you know it the camera was moving so much i felt like i was gonna throw up it just would not stop the entire movie it's spinning around like it's on the end of a rope or something i'm also not makes me sound like an old fart but jesus christ let this camera just stay still right you sound like john you sound really old hmm I kept waiting for El Brendel to show up. Or, you know. It was Moulin Rouge, and I was wait. I kept waiting for Jose Ferrer to turn up, you know, like kneeling on his tennis shoes. Hey, but, um, didn't didn't happen. Remember Joe Flaherty <laughs> playing Toulouse Lautrec? They did they did a takeoff on Moulin Rouge on on SCTV. They had Joe Flaherty. I've completely lost Mario. <laughs> Man, he's gone. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> it looked like you're reading a reading a comic book. <laughs> I'm with you, man. Uh, I'm trying to figure out. There's a noise coming from. I couldn't figure out if it was oh. coming from my phone. And I have the window slightly ajar here. I couldn't figure out if that noise was coming from. Oh the no! Phone so st- or, even though the fan's off, you still got a drone. E- well, no, 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 no. It's, it's, I just like, like a hum. Hum. Mm. Rattle and hum. You too, huh? What a great album. Uh, not really, but um, yeah. Yeah, we're talking. <laughs> I love it. You just dive bombed you too. Yeah. <laughs> You're like such a great album. Not really, but yeah. it was their live album. It was their live album. People made a huge deal of it when it came out. It's the last time I gave a shit about you two. You know, I think I even saw that tour. I think I, the only time I saw him live, I think, was the tour for that album. Uh, well, uh, it's the last time I gave a shit. You know, it's the last time it. You know, there's some good stuff on that album, but it's the last time I gave a crap. Hey, let me tell you, man, they still haven't found what they're looking for. You know? <laughs> well, I think they should look in the streets with that have no name. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The reason I did that, John, is because uh, uh, the Pet Shop Boys, your least favorite band of all time, uh, mm. did a a, 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 a medley of. Uh, where the streets have no name and da 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 da
and the four castrados. Listen, guys, it's time to talk about swingers because we just mentioned Frankie Valley, and that seems like something that uh, that Trent would listen to. Uh, maybe Marty and Elaine would uh, cover. Oh, it. Marty and Elaine staying alive. We lost. Uh, Did you ever see them? Never saw them live at the Dresden. Never. No. Mm-mm. No. They look like a fun time. Yeah, from yeah. all accounts, it was. Uh, from Not all the accounts, best singers, but they were. They looked like it, was, it was the it was the shtick. It was just them being there in the atmosphere, and yeah, uh, it was a fun time. Uh, staying alive. I do like that. <laughs> I stole that joke from my friend Hitta. She would do that all the time. Staying alive. Um, yeah, Marty and Lane. It reminded me of uh, uh, Bill and Tex and Edna Boyle from. Uh, from uh, SCTV, Texan Edna hmm. Boyle's uh, or, Organ Emporium. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about Swingers. Yep. 1996, we're going to let Jake go ahead and tell us about it before we talk about it. Jake, <laughs> take it away, my uh, yes. friend. Swingers, released October 18th, 1996, directed by uh, Doug Lingman, uh, screenplay by John Favreau. Uh, Transported New Yorker attempting to acclimate to Los Angeles, Mike Peters, played by John Favreau, is struggling to both boost uh, his comedy career and get over his last relationship. And self-proclaimed master of seduction, Mike's buddy, Trent Walker, played by Vince Vaughn, tries to show him uh, how to make connections and get attention to women. Slowly moving towards regaining his confidence, Mike meets the gorgeous and down-to-earth Lorraine, played by Heather Graham, sparking a welcomed new romance. Boy, this was the golden age of Heather Graham. <laughs> Uh, this this, right. this she this was when she was at her this was when she was at her absolute peak of the of lip biting which is a, something that she does a lot if you watch her movies uh, she does that lip biting. Hey, I'm, okay, I'm okay with that uh, I'm okay with that yeah it doesn't what bother me happened to Heather Graham? I don't know the last time I saw her she was the aunt in one of the uh, Judy what was those books Judy Moody Moody Judy uh, books that my daughter Judge used to Judy? read. Uh, she turned up as the the wacky aunt in a G-rated movie, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, if these kids had only knew if these, if her nie- niece and nephew only knew what she was up to on roller skates." Then yeah, would, uh, yeah, she was over here lip biting. Not all she was biting. Roller uh, skate girl. Roller yeah, skates. but yeah. Uh, boy, Heather Graham, uh, really great in the five minutes she's in this movie. But let's let's backtrack. And let's talk about the uh, let's talk about this movie. Jake, had you seen Swingers before? Uh, never in my life. No. This must have been a whole new world for you. You see a skinny, uh, a skinny John Favreau. Oh my God! I didn't recognize him. Now we know him as a as a director. You know the the creator of Elf, the director of Elf. We know him as the director of uh, you know of of of, of Iron Man. Uh, yeah. You know, co creator of the of the modern MCU. Uh, crazy! It's crazy. And the Mandalorian, right? And the Mandalorian, is it? He's at, he's everywhere. My God, Jun- you know the Jungle Book, all that stuff. Uh, so, what did you think uh, going into this, uh, uh, Jake? Jake, jeez, Jake. You okay, you okay? He had a you had a moment there. Jake, have a little hiccup. Yeah. Um, I was I was very surprised by this movie. Wasn't sure why it was called Swingers. I was expecting, I was expecting some moment involving swingers, but you know this is. Fine. Oh, not that kind of swingers! No, no, no. Yeah, I was thinking, I'm like, 
Are we talking about, is this the same kind of swingers I'm thinking of? No, they were. I'm not, I'm like, okay, this is fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh God, Mike, Mike was so, he was like Jack Lemon kind of funny. Oh, very good. <laughs> Lemon That's actually funny. a great like, comparison. Yeah. Like, oh God, it's like, it hurts to watch, but you can't help but laugh at it. Right. So funny. A lot and of pathos. Then, um, yeah. Uh, Trent was just. I think they they kind of had like a similar relationship to with like Jack Lemmon and Walter Methow from Odd Couple. He felt like it was a little, a little odd couple-ish. Similar similar, yeah. Where, you know, Vince just trying to get him trying to get him out, trying to have a good time, trying to, you know, pick up on some, you know, oh, that's to get an, him some tail. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, take. I never thought of it. It's kind of yeah. like they don't live together, but yeah. No, but that's like a little modern take on it. Yeah, but. yeah. He's oh trying to get him hooked God. up. Trying to get him hooked up with the cuckoo pigeon sisters. Right, uh, cuckoo pigeon sisters. Right. But yeah, just uh, I was just most of the time it was me laughing at Mike at John Favreau's character. Just like the moment where he like called that girl he got the number from. Like, <laughs> God, that's so <laughs> awkward. And she calls back, says, "Never call this number again, Mike." And hangs up. I'm <sighs> like, oh my God. It, you know, it's funny because this movie does pile on kind of the sad sack and it, it, it really walks a fine line between it's, it's kind of like we talk about with Peter Parker, where it's almost too much. It's almost, you know, he's so awkward that, you know, he goes up to this girl, finally has a little bit of confidence. And he says, she's like, I know you. I know you from Starbucks. He's like, oh, well, you probably know my order. He's like, no, you were filling out an application. It's just like, oh, my God. Like, uh, you know. A shot in the foot right Yeah, there. and uh, it's just funny how, like, the, you know, the, part of what I like about this movie is that it kind of punches a hole a little bit, you know, into the mystique of Hollywood, you know, because you have the friend out here, his buddy's like, man, I, I'm considering taking a part as Goofy. He's going to go to Disneyland <laughs> and work yeah. as, a, as, a, as a character, you know, because he can't find a part. Uh, and then he gets uh, turned down as goofy. Yeah, he gets turned <laughs> he down. He doesn't have enough uh, enough experience, right? It's just so uh, a lot of that. You know, they they kind of punch holes in the in the idea of a uh, of uh, Hollywood being this glamorous place. It's kind of a place where these guys are people, men and women are just grinding it out, trying to get a break. You know, yeah. Uh, so I do like that about it as well. But you're right. Uh, there is something. You know, Mike's such a sad sack. Yeah, uh, but it it's it's funny that you 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 made the the lemon math out connection because that is hard to play without being too pathetic, right? Yeah, and I think he kind of I I think he sort of played a good balance with it, you know, where he had his moments where he was you know trying to shoot a shot and failed, and he would brush it off and he'd go hanging out with the guys and. Re- well, I love and the- reset, reset, recoup, and get back out there, champ. I love that you have the, the kind of the group dynamic too. You have his other friend, uh, played by Ron Livingston, from who you know went on to make one of the greatest cult movies of all time, uh, Office mm-hmm. Space. Um, he's such a sympathetic guy. He's the opposite of Trent. You know, he's this guy yeah. who's who's offering this really good advice. You know, he feels for him on an emotional level. He sympathizes with him. You know, he understands and. He's also get there to, to to give not just talk him up. Like Trent's a good friend to have because it blows up his ego, right? He calls him. He was like, "Your money, you're a big winner." So you know, yeah. yeah, he's just constantly <laughs> blowing money. smoke. But uh, you know, 
you know, that scene where he, they're sitting in the apartment, he says, look, I would have never come out here if I didn't see how well you were doing out here, you know? And it's funny because Mike just thinks, you know, he's living in this like pathetic apartment, you know, this awful apartment and, you know, he's running an open mic and he's doing this, but, you know, to somebody else from, you know, to somebody, it's like, Hey, this guy's made it, you know, he's out, he's out there and he's doing it. Yeah. And he's I, doing it. It's, it might not be the, the, you know, the glamorous life of a, you know, of like a prime comedian, but Hey, he's doing it. He's right. There. He's doing his thing. Right. I love that scene because he tells him like, Hey man, you know, you, I'm the reason you're the reason I'm here. You're the whole reason yeah. I'm out here. That, that, so it was like something that kind of needed that dose of, uh, of reality. I think, um, <laughs> That, yeah, that character grounds that character grounds the whole movie, right? Pretty much, right? Yeah. Which which uh, Vince Vaughn? What, what's the name of the character Vince Vaughn? Trent, Trent, Trent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I look up money and calls all the girls like calls beautiful like, babies, ba- women, baby, and <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna, you know what's interesting about Trent is that he never gives up. You always think he's finally gonna go. Whatever, I'm through. He never gives up. He's it's, it's his mission to get him back on his feet, and he never gives up, no matter how right. So he is no he's a how crappy it goes. He's a good friend on another level where he's the ultimate right. wingman. He's he does care about him, just not in a different way. And he's like, look, this is what you need, and I'm going to make it happen. And yes, he gets frustrated, but he, you're right. He's a good he never friend says, too. I'm done. He just he just like nope nope. We're gonna no matter how, <laughs> how badly it goes, he's all nope. We're gonna try again. When they're in the when they're in the trailer talking to the cocktail server. Oh my yeah. God. And oh. he's like, she was like, you should call her. And mm-hmm. like he knocks on the door. He's like, hey Trent, and immediately just hands him a condom. <laughs> like I got you, buddy. I got you. Yeah. Hey, he, you, like, you that's know, a that, good that's a good friend. He's ready to go. And you know what? That is right out of the odd couple because yeah. She, he, he gets his girl crying. He's talking about his old girlfriend. Yeah. Right. And that's like when Felix gets the, the sister crying about the wife. And and <laughs> Oscar's like, what the hell are we supposed to do? They're both there crying. You've got both girls crying. What are we supposed to do now? You right. Know? So for me, that really felt like the odd couple. <laughs> He's like, I don't believe you. I like the girl, the, the girl. I, I leave you for five minutes and she's crying. Right. I'm going to make coffee. The girl. <laughs> do you know what he just said about his girlfriend like, oh, so i love that scene though you talk about like prime vince vaughn you 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 realize there's a reason he was so popular mm-hmm, uh yeah. that scene where he's telling the story about the audition and he's like i look yeah. up and the camera is crying his eyes out <laughs> not because of me a little bit but mostly because he has his own thing going on but also because of me god it's so funny i'm like you're so full of shit but it's so great she was crying i was crying yeah the cameraman is crying uh and i love that scene. Crying, but not like an ugly cry not like you know it was like a good like good cry this is the scene i get this a line from this movie is when Mike kills that conversation when he says, well, we all have stories and then says nothing. <laughs> <He just lets Yeah. laughs> well, we all have stories. Um, yeah. Great. Yeah. What a great scene. Everybody in this is so good. Even the people in the little bit parts, right, um, right. you know, everybody in it is so good. Um, you know, from the people, just random people you see at the parties, uh, to uh, uh, um, by the way, the guy that comes up to uh, to he comes up to Mike at the party and he hugs him, and then <laughs> knows, I don't know who that is. Yeah, that that guy's a, a that. that guy's a comedian. That, guy? no that, idea. that guy's a comedian by the name of Ahmed Ahmed, 
who was a friend mm-hmm. of a friend. He's a very nice guy in real life and mm-hmm. was Vince Vaughn's roommate while they were making this movie. Oh, so cool. uh, I actually got I to hung that. out with Ahmed Ahmed because he yeah. was he was hanging out with a he was hanging out with a friend that I used to work with and um and then we all went out uh one night and I met Vince Vaughn briefly briefly through Ahmed cuz they they were still hanging really? out they were still roommates uh yeah I was very intimidated by Vin, by Vince Vaughn he he's a very intimidating gentleman because why oh Ahmed I haven't I haven't spoken to him in years but he's mm. very nice very very cool guy very funny mm. Very, very funny guy. Uh, yeah, he was a friend of a friend that I used to work with. So uh, I just happened to know him. I just happened to know him. He was really cool. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, he was Vince Vaughn's roommate. So that's I think that's how he got the little bit part in there. Hey, Mike. How you doing? And then I have no idea who that was. Uh, I feel like Jake would have gone. Jake's girl was the Molly Ringwald girl who smoked the cigar. I feel like that would have been right up Jake's alley. Which one? Which one? The Molly Ringwald girl who was smoking the cigar. I feel like that would have been a good match for Jake. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No? With mm. the Lee jeans? Mm. His name was Lee. Jake's, and he... all. Jake's yeah. all, you know nothing. You know nothing of my work. No. <laughs> You're like a big bear, Jake. Yes, sir. With the claws, you don't know how to kill the bunny. You don't know how to. <laughs> yeah. What about our friend Sue? Sue's great, great, great character, Sue. Yeah. Carrying the gun. Pulls a gun out. I'm man. from L.A. You're from Anaheim. Great line. <laughs> that, I, that, was, that made me laugh. <laughs> Great line. Great. Uh, John, what did you, John, did this hold up for you? Yeah, pretty much. I don't know if it pops quite like it did back when I saw it in the theater back, what was this, 96? Yeah. But now it's kind of like a timepiece because a lot of those places aren't there anymore. Yeah, the Derby's like gone. Uh, the Derby's gone. And, uh, the little breakfast spot is gone. The breakfast spot has moved. I think that's now, uh, that's moved. Yeah, that's not at the hotel anymore. It's, it's been moved across from that movie theater on, uh, down there in Silver Lake. It's uh, down there. What is that, like Fred 62? Isn't it like a restaurant called Fred 62? It's like a diner. <clears throat> I don't know. Anyway, like Skylight Books, it's moved. So, yeah, I, I've been there since they moved it. But, yeah, a lot of these, you know, Marty and Elaine have passed away. <laughs> I don't know if the Dresden room's still there. But um, yeah, it's it's inter- it is like a timepiece. Also, it's very much LA. The way they're everybody's in a car and they're all driving alone. Right, nobody's carpooling. Just in case you got, you got eight cars, everybody's <laughs> in the car alone. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, you know, in case all, in case you score, you got to have exactly. the. And they all pull in. It looks like a Reservoir Dogs. They all pull in synchronized. You know? Well, I love the two things where they t- they're sitting around dinner doing the Reservoir Dogs. They're sitting around doing the opening from uh, Reservoir Dogs, and they're talking about yeah. how complicated it was to light the scene yeah. in. Yeah. Then they cut immediately, do a Reservoir Dog shot, and then later on they go through the kitchen of the Derby. And, uh, and that's they, like Goodfellas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're talking about they're talking about Goodfellas and how long it took to yeah. light the scene, and they're they're doing a a a Reservoir Dog shot of that scene. It's really great. There's a lot of little yeah. great little. I, I love that. That was a nice little tip of the hat. Right. I don't know. It's it's fun because it really is. It's a snapshot. It's a snapshot. And now every year that passes, it's going to be more more of a snapshot. It's like watching Sweet Smell of Success. That's New York. You know, whatever that was, fifty six. Sure. That's what New. 
they're filming on location. That's New York in 56. It's certainly not what New York looks like in 2022. So I feel like here it's like 25 years later. That's, you know, L.A. looks a little different even 25 years later. So it's a real snapshot. I'm laughing. Oh, what's that? I was going to say I'm laughing, John, because Jake picked up his cat and the cat is like literally like a baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's really funny. He's got he's got a little papoose. On his back for going. Likes, to this is how she likes to cuddle. Okay. And what, say you know, Mario. The other thing is this. Um, this really captures that odd moment in the '90s where all that swing music and swing dancing came back. Yeah. God, I was in heaven. I was in heaven. You, you dad, voodoo daddy. Ooh. You went swing. Da- you and Nicole went swing dancing. That's it. We met some. We we met some really good friends that are still friends to this day. Of uh, the. Uh, uh, they were swing. They were instructors at the Derby. Uh, shout yeah, out to lessons, shout out right? to Eric and Sadie. Eric listens sometimes. Eric also in my Call of Duty squad. Were you guys taking lessons, or were you just there? Dancing? Yeah, no, no. We were there taking lessons. Uh, they would. Uh, we would go. We 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 kind of planned out a schedule. Eric and Sadie were really good teachers, and we we learned uh, we learned a lot from them. And they they ended up becoming like good friends, really really good friends of ours. To this day. Now, uh, did you see any of the bands there? Did you see? Uh, Big so, Bad oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, there was there was a lot of great uh, swing bands that kind of, and they all came out of the punk movement. It was weird. They were all mm-hmm. like ex punk rock guys that right. kind of embraced it. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the one I never saw Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. The one I saw numerous times was uh, Squirrel Nut Zippers. Oh yeah, I saw them, and uh, they were from the South, and and I think they really. They weren't punk rockers. They started, <laughs> they started as what they finished with. They they were into that old, really old music. As a matter of fact, the stuff they were covering was even a little further back. A lot of these bands were covering stuff from like the fifties and maybe late forties. Yeah. Scroll yeah. the Zippers was like covering stuff from the twenties and thirties. Right, like, right. You know, and she, there were times they said that that one singer she sounded like a cross between Billie Holiday and Betty Boop. You know, right. <laughs> Yeah, but they were great because they had three singers. They had uh, in the band they had three different lead vocalists, so they could just switch off. Uh, yeah, and, uh, I'm trying to think of so, you know there was a great band that we used to love. I think they're from Northern California called Steve Lucky and the Rumba Bums, and I can't remember the name of the girl, but she was beautiful. Excuse and she, me. She played Steve Lucky and the Rumba Bums. Yeah, look them up. The best. That's the Google them. Google them. Uh, the I girl who played guitar on she was beautiful, and she. She played this beautiful, uh, she was like a T-Bone Walker fan. And she used to play this really great uh, guitar. And uh, there was a lot of great bands at that time. They were just, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, they were all doing like old Louis Prima and Louis Jordan tunes. And, and uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily swing from like the 40s, but it was like, you know, like 50s kind of like that pre-rock and roll kind of sound like that, right? Like R&B. Yeah, and you know, that was, the, that was the least, I remember at the time, um, it was right after I stopped working at the record store, but I remember thinking at the time, this was the least likely uh, era to make a comeback. Right. You know, they, they were doing those, those lounge collections where they were playing old Dean Martin and Jack right. Jones and Al Martino. And yeah, they were repackaging all that Louis Prima and Keeley Smith. Right. And um, it was, I remember just thinking, this is the least likely stuff to make a comeback because, but after movies like Swingers, people were like, "Yeah, we it'd be kind of fun to dress like that and dance like that." Right. I think it was. A, I think it, for a moment, it was a lot of people going, "Shit, the people used to dress like this, and what? A, what a nice. Let's get dressed up and go out." 
And uh, instead yeah. of Doc Martens and jeans and like a torn, torn t shirt, you know? right? And uh, it's kind of uh, like uh, it's almost like cosplay in a way, almost. right? I never got it, I never got Nicole always had some very nice dresses and stuff. She would do her hair nice. I would always just wear like a like a like a kind of a button down shirt, uh, yeah. you know, like a kind of like a like a, like a bowling shirt, you know, something easy. But uh, zoot, I thought you had a zoot suit. Oh God, no, God. <laughs> yeah, you you look real keen in a zoot suit. Yeah, yeah, keen. Hey, yeah. look, you look swell. <laughs> hey, uh, she jives by night. What? Um, yeah, no. Uh, but we had a great time, and Eric and Sadie were. Phenomenal instructors, and they were in a tour called. They were in a group called Educated Feet, and they would go out and do actual like Lindy Hop. Wow. You know, like like they were they were phenomenal. They were like they were like high level dancers, and uh, you wow. know stuff you'd see. It's in, like, fun to watch those people do like, like see the instructors dance after. Right, they, they were on a different level than us doing mm-hmm. our little uh, our little uh, you know East Coast steps, uh, you know step, basic step, steps. Step, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, they were great. And uh, what's at the Derby now? It's I think it's a that, bank. I think it's a bank or something. Isn't that sad? Yeah, that was such a cool place. We had some a we had cool some... bar. I that was a great place to film that. Right, had that circular bar, bar really in the middle. Yeah, yeah. There was another bar. There was a little back room. The little back room was always uh, that's where they would hold the uh, the dance uh, uh, like the instructors would would hold yeah. their little dance lessons there. And there was a bar back there too that was really cool that you could go to. If the if the main bar was full, you just go to that little back bar, and that room was always super air conditioned. So if you were, if it got too warm in the big room, you'd go in the back there and um, chill out. I remember one time I went out to the car, and that scene where they were about to go in to walk in the kitchen, and they go in that little. He's like, "Oh, it's crowded. We got to go in the back." And they turn that corner. I was turning that corner once, and the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life, this beautiful blonde woman, just w- was walking towards me. And we met, we locked eyes and she just had this big smile on her face. And I smiled back and I said, I still got it. I mean, even though I'm on the, I'm on my way <laughs> to go get my wife's sweater. Uh, uh, I'm thinking to myself, I still got it. And she, she looks at me and she stops for a second and she holds out her hand and I don't know what to do. And in her hand are her keys. And she says, do I just leave these with you or wh- what, what do we do? Oh, <laughs> there you go. Wow. Oh man. Wow. Racist. 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 Sons of bitches. And I said, writing high, high in April, shot down, in shot May. down in May. And then I said, is it that BMW? I'll take those keys. I kid. I said, you I'm should not. Have. You should have. That would have been the greatest. What I, you could have done is park it, at Carnes, you know, park it at Pink's and come on back. I should know. have done like a Ferris Bueller, just taking off in the. Yeah. Uh, my finest oh, moment. Boy. My that finest should've. moment. Yeah, there's a little story. There's a story for you. Hmm. Uh, yeah, That's I, right out of a movie. Do I just leave you the keys? <laughs> I felt like Mikey for a second. Who's the big winner? <laughs> Got all that stuff in Vegas where he's like, so funny. Where he says, maybe you'd be more comfortable at that table. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I love that. I love that. You know, the, the part that makes me laugh is when they're all excited to go to Vegas because that's how you get. And then you, they're like, they show them in the car like an hour later and they're like, Vegas, baby. 
They're just like they're so. It's like yeah. that lot, that drive it's really. Like a, what three hour, four hour? Yeah, drive. that drive really takes it out of you. You're excited for yeah. like the first hour, and then the, those middle two hours, you're like. But they do capture the the thrill of seeing as you're coming over the hill and you mm. see the lights, you get excited again. You're like, yeah, we're almost there. Vegas, yeah, yeah super. Uh, you can see you can see how seductive it is. <laughs> and then he says, when they get in the hotel, he says, "I'm gonna give me a couple cocktail waitresses and pull me a Fredo." <laughs> so there's a little Godfather reference for you. Uh, there's a lot of great lines, you know. My, uh, you know, John Favreau did such a great job writing the script. Like when he says uh, br- at breakfast anytime, and he says I'll take pancakes in the age of enlightenment, and then he's mad at himself for saying that. And then she says, uh, he says, "Excuse me, miss," and she says, "Hang on, Voltaire." I'm like, "Oh, that's so yeah. good. That is it's so great. good." That I is know. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's like, you it's thought tough. I didn't get that? Yeah. You think you're the only one that's read that stuff? <laughs> uh, I should have said I want to jump your ignorant bones. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Oh, uh, man. Christ. So good. Uh, let's talk about... Uh, uh, let's talk about... <laughs> uh, another great line in there is when he says... When he's taunting him when they're playing the, the video hockey and he's making fun of him for liking Wayne Gretzky and all that. And he says, uh, he scores and he goes, he goes, it's not so much me as it is Ronick. He's good. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, I, I, I can just tell you, as someone who plays a lot of video games, having to deal with that level of trash talk would just irritate me. Oh my God! I could I can't even imagine. Yeah, I'm not good. The player is good. Yeah, yeah. It's what not, do you What do you think about how it looks? How far we've come as far as video games? Oh, that, I mean that's it's insane. It's insane, but at the same oh, time, we, any gamer we will like any true gamer will pick up a game from like this era and go, dude, I'll play this in a second. If it's good, it's good. If the yeah, gameplay yeah. is good, the gameplay is good. I still play Galaga on the regular. Like, mm. you know, I still play it. It's from the 80s, but, you know, I have it on Xbox. Yeah, I mean, you look now, you're like, oh, my God, that looks so terrible. But I remember getting that fiercely competitive with games like NBA Jam, where mm. you're just trash talking. And that's all it is. It's a bunch of sweaty guys in a room just trash talking each other, throwing controllers down because they're frustrated. And then I love that it's the two guys that were ready to pull a gun on each other. He's all what? Yeah. Why is why is that guy here? Oh, you know we 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 made it all right. It's good. Yeah, it's good. we're good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, right. Wow, wasn't this guy gonna kill you in the parking lot? Right. It's like ah, oh, we're good. We're good. I like it because he calls him House of Pain. <laughs> House of Pain. Jesus. What are, there's a reference. It all back. There, yeah. yeah, there's a reference. Uh, yeah. What was their What was their song? Uh, insane. No, that's Cypress Hill. Uh, House of Pain yeah. was Jump Around. That's it. That's it. Jump around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. That's a t- well, you know, that era is just, I was talking to somebody yesterday who's uh, just got out of college and they, they say that is ma- the nineties is the next thing. That's going to be like a nostalgia thing. It's been the eighties for a while now. They said the next decade that's going to make a comeback as far as nostalgia goes is the nineties. God, I hope not. It's going to be nine inch nails and all that stuff, you know, they're going to play it on K-Rock. You, you watch. They'll be playing Sublime. And, and well, Sublime uh, never went away in California, in L.A. That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, it's a, yeah, you, you hit that right on the head. Sublime and Red Hot Chili Peppers. This is, the, this is the biggest place for those guys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't practice 
Well, somebody said the same thing about Depeche Mode. They said, you know, it's it's the UK and Los Angeles. <laughs> they said they said Depeche Mode is monstrous. Remember that time they were at the Tower Records in Hollywood, and they filled the street. There was it was like a thousand people filling the street. Right. It was just incredible. It was like the Beatles had landed at JFK. It was monstrous. And somebody said this could only happen. Like in London or L.A., <laughs> you know, it's the two places. They're massive, you know. Weird. And same with Morrissey. They say England, Los Angeles. They said that's it. He's monstrous. It's the but Chicano kids at it in the middle of the country, you know. It's the Chicano kids. We're all emo. We're all emo right. deep down inside. That's right. Uh, I remember girls lining up at the door for for the latest Morrissey record. They'd line up at the door, the open first day. That it dropped, they'd all be at the door. And John would just be like, "Hello, meet his murder. Hello, meet his murder." <laughs> I'd open the door and go, "La la 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 la, interesting drug." Yeah, yeah, and I'm leaving, and my sh- and I'm off. This <laughs> show's over. <laughs> and then I'd go, "Heaven knows I'm miserable now." <laughs> <laughs> God, awful! Cannot listen. Cannot listen. The Smiths. What if it was the Smiths? <laughs> oh my God, that'd be great. The Smiths. Oh Jesus. Those those arty covers instead of Presley would be or Sandy Shaw would be like Knucklehead Smith. Like soft in soft focus. You know. Meet his murder. Knucklehead Smith. With a with a with a helmet on. Um, yeah, man. Jake, let's talk about it. What did you think of that? That resolution. What did you think of the whole thing, the whole scene? Let's talk about the big finale inside the Derby. Mm -hmm. What did you think of that scene? Great. Heather Graham. Mm. Is that your cup Mm. of tea there? Cup of tea. Love that. Yep. I thought she doesn't. Yeah. It was, it's like, this is, this is kind of why it felt like odd couple where he had this, he had like a very, he had a very similar character arc to um, Felix. And yeah, because he comes, out, he comes out on top. At the yeah. end, he comes out on top. And then when he, it's such a surprise when he says, I, I, I put her on hold. I didn't call her. I told her I'd call her back. The girl he's been waiting for the whole, the whole time. And he's like, ah, I told her I'd call her back. Damn good. He's like, really? You told her you'd call her back. <laughs> right. I love that. He can't believe it. He's like beaming. Oh, really? So you're pretty much done. You're I mean, she knew what, what the done. duck, she knew the duck from You Bet Your Life. So you knew that was a sign. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. He's all really. You got that. Nobody gets that. <laughs> what do you say? They say, "Why is Donald Duck on your?" On your yeah. Car? Yeah. He yeah. knew. I love that. I love that. That's it, like us. That w- that would be like a moment where you go, "Okay, I'm in love," because she knows that's the Groucho Duck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought, mm-hmm. Bring back Heather Graham. I'm going to write a campaign to bring her back. Uh, I think yeah. everyone fell in love with her. You know, as like her first big role, and everybody fell in love. They said, "Oh my God, this great girl." Uh, I love that their 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 initial contact is a little uh, contentious, but you can tell it's kind of on purpose. Like she's trying yeah. to just see if if he can, you know. She's kind of testing right. him a little bit, you know. I like right. that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Uh, and of course, they do a great job dancing. Uh, oh my god! Incredible! Yeah, John Favreau. Hey, that's yeah. He's got some moves, man. Just remember, she did everything he did, but backwards and in heels. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> And she would get that reference. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. She I would. Don't know. That's why. That's such a happy ending, you know. I remember seeing that in the movies and going, "Oh, you know, he's just been having the worst luck, and this is the greatest way to end this movie is that he ends up with this great girl." 
you know. And he kind of surprises you because you you can see that when he's not in the doldrums of heartbreak, he's you know he's actually like a, a fun person to be around. You know, he can dance. He's you know he's like you know he's got a personality in there somewhere, and it's not just tied to his ex girlfriend. You know, he hasn't been himself. Yeah, right, right. And you don't see that until the end. You go, what is it that this girl saw in this guy? You know, right. And now you're like, here it is. Pull the pin, replace, send, replace the pin. Chi Chi, the natives are getting restless. Uh, it's another great line. Uh, there's so many great lines in this movie. It's a very quotable, yeah, true. Very, very quotable. Very. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Jake. Uh, who was your favorite character, Jake? Oh, God. I don't know. I mean, I think just because I love Jack Lemmon so much, I am kind of got to go for Mike, you know. A little, little sad sacky. I love it. A little, a little sad sacky, but we've all, we've all been there before. We've all been there once or, once or twice. Oh, before. we've all been there. I've been there my whole life. John, what, what about you? <laughs> Are you cheating? You okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could completely, I could completely relate to that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that obviously Mike is the one you relate to. You know, yeah. you want to be like the Vince Vaughn character, but really the one, the one I am is is the Mike character. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna surprise everybody. I'm gonna say uh, Alex Dessert, the guy that shows up and is like, "This place is dead anyway." Uh, <laughs> I know. I love that it's crawling with people. That's eh, dead anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that guy. Uh, he's only in it for a minute, but it's kind of he's part yeah. of the crew, sort of tangentially Alex part of the crew. Uh, I love it. Uh, what else has he turned up in, Alex? Oh, uh, he was on. Um, he was on a TV show. Uh, he looks awful familiar. Yeah, what is he on? What has he been on? And had a great hat. That's a great yeah. hat. <laughs> Got the old school uh, fedora, the short fedora. Mm-hmm. Sorry do we, to bring the do whole we lose, thing. To, do we lose the whole recording? Sorry to bring the whole thing to a. No, 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 no. <laughs> whole recording is gone. He just looks very familiar. Mm. I'm going. Where do I know this guy from? <laughs> oh, you know what we didn't do? We didn't guess the. We didn't guess the. Um, we didn't the, guess how much you made. The box office. We didn't guess box uh, office. He was. Uh, he was uh, on the Flash. Ah. Uh, Never watched the Flash. Me neither. But that makes sense. He was also on the show Becker. Oh, that's that's where I know him from. He was blind. He played the guy that ran the newspaper stand. He was blind. Mm. Oh, he was on the was old great... Flash, not not the new one. I don't know if you ever watched Becker. That was a great character. You know, he hangs out in this coffee shop. This guy runs the uh, the newsstand in front of the coffee shop. Yeah, that's where I know him from. All right, got it. That's great. That ran like seven years, I think. So he 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 had a good a good run. I don't know what he's done lately, but that was good. All right. Good show. Okay, let's talk about uh this has been Becker talk. Uh Becker. Uh that was CBS Ted Danson played a doctor. Uh Becker was one of those shows that was always on, but you never hear anything about it. Uh it wasn't hip, but it ran like seven years. So was it good? You know. It was funny. A lot of t- I think people resisted because the character wasn't anything like Sam Malone. But uh, I resisted. And then it started going on late at night, like, you know, 11, 12 midnight. They started running them every night. And I thought, you know, this is a funny show. You know, it's smart, well-written, good characters. And Ted Danson's playing a different kind of character. It's right. It's not Sam Malone. It's right. a real curmudgeon. 
He's good on. Uh, he was great on The Good Place. Uh, Ted Danson. Um, really, he must hold the record for most TV shows of any actor. The most TV shows in his life. You know, and uh, you know, probably like it's at last count, probably eight TV shows. Yeah, and he, including he, he's yeah. like a regular on on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm because he yeah. plays uh, Larry's neighbor and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah he's on at least a couple times a season, so he's always good. As himself, right? Yeah, yeah, it's great. You know, like a like a like a like a different version of himself, but yeah, playing himself. He's married uh, to Mary, Mary, Mary Steenburgen. Right? On the show, he is now married to Larry's ex-wife. Oh yeah, yeah. When they came back from when they came back from the hiatus, uh, they were divorced because he got divorced in real life, and did now he? she. Oh, did he? He, oh, he did get divorced in real life, and now she's oh, married. Wow. The, the the wife on the show is married to Ted Danson, so it's funny. Oh, it, it's no. kind of funny, yeah. I always had a thing for her, uh, uh, Cheryl. Oh. Uh, Cheryl David. Is it Cheryl David on the show? I think it, is it. Was that her name, Cheryl? I can't remember. Oh, I don't know. You know, I didn't watch it religiously, so yeah, I'm not even something sure. About, something about uh, Mrs. David on that show. Uh, Mrs. David. But uh, I, I think I'm confusing both names. But anyway, let's talk about ranking the movie Swingers. Jake, what do you give it? I give it an eight. Nice man, nice. Very good. It's great. It's like a big bear. Uh John? Uh I give it a 7.5. 7.5. Yeah, this is an 8 for me for sure. 8 for me. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And also, uh talk about let's talk about real quick. You shot on a not on a, on a huge budget, so we're going to figure out how much it made. What was the budget? Do you know, Jake? It wasn't very much. The budget was $200,000. Wow. How much wow. do you guys think it made? It was a hit. It was a hit. It was a hit. How much of a hit? Boy, that was just so it's all gravy. It's all profit. I'm gonna say it made 20 million. That might be Uh, high. uh, Yeah, boy, I have no idea. So I'll go higher. I'll say it's 30 million. Uh it made a modest four million. Oh, that's it. (laughs) But still two hundred thousand dollar budget. And they yeah. Because what ended up happening is it hit video, it hit home video, and then People kind of discovered it there. Yeah, uh, yeah. people discovered it there. So it's still four million on a two hundred thousand right. dollar budget. It's pretty unreal. We octupled our money. No, not not even more. Not o- even. <laughs> we ten tupled our money. money. You made your money just five to four, like nineteen times over, twenty Jeez times Louise. over. Yeah. The, yeah, I was gonna say ten million originally, but yeah, it was it was a hit. It was big though. It was one of those movies like Clerks, that where it was out. Yeah, it was out. You, you would go to like Puente Hills Mall, and it would be in the smallest theater, right? You know, right. but uh, the, that theater would be packed of people yeah. watching it. So I did see it theatrically. Uh, yeah, so I'm you know, I love it. That's one of my favorites. Uh, always double double down. Always double down. Double down. Double down. On yeah. 11. That whole scene was great. That whole sequence is great. There's a great scene. There, There is something where you see a little flash of Mike, old Mike, when Trent's telling the story and they say, he goes, well, how old is the brother supposed to be that I'm, that I'm going to play? And the, the casting director says 11. And then Mikey says, and you said double down. I thought that was great. I was like, oh, yeah, he is kind of funny. He's sharp. You know, he's a sharp guy. Uh, I love you guys. What a great show. Next week, we're going to talk about, let me find it real quick. I believe it's Bottle Rock. 
Bottle Rocket. I thought we already did Bottle Rocket. <laughs> no, we haven't. It's our first Wes no. Anderson film. We've done the Rocketeer. Maybe this is Bottle Rocketeer. With Owen Wilson as the Rocketeer. Oh, wow. Wow. It, it, flies, wow. it flies in the air. Wow. I should really have this stuff ready so we're not uh, pausing in the middle. <laughs> yeah, Bottle Rocket. Okay. Wes Anderson's uh, di- directorial effort, uh, Bottle Rockets, uh, next week on the podcast. Uh, great. We'll love What a great great way to start the new year. New year, With new the year. Bottle the man who changed filmmaking forever. The man who would make all framing symmetrical. We're about to- <laughs> The only guy who's more symmetrical than Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> right. Uh, we're not quite there in Bottle Rocket, but we see a little, we see shades of it. We see shades of it for sure, but not. Uh, it we're doesn't not take long. What's his second movie? Rushmore? Rushmore. Doesn't, By Rushmore, it's long. fully developed. It's fully yeah, developed. Every movie, it. it's a little more. Right. It, it just gets, it just gets tighter yeah. and tighter is what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Love it. Love the Bottle Rocket. Yeah. I love, I'm glad we got to watch Swingers. I'm looking forward to uh, Justine and, and, and Patrick's. Uh, they're not going to watch it. They are. They're going to. They're going to catch up on all of them. They better. Mm-hmm. They better. They're not allowed. Yeah, back. I, w- I wondered. Uh, oh yeah, they, they they'd already seen LA Confidential, hadn't they? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. But they're not allowed back on the bus until it's uh, until it's time mm-hmm. to. There you go. All right. So uh, we hope you all had a merry Christmas, and uh, and happy New Year to you guys. Uh, oh, here we are. Here's hoping 2023 is better than 2022. I say that every year, but I hope it is. Mm. All right. Yeah. Happy New Year from your friends. Uh, oh, no. Happy New Year. <laughs> happy 2023. Uh, yeah, we're going to watch. I'm gonna, I think I'm actually going to be home this year. We're going to watch The Apartment. Ooh, very nice. Speaking of Jack Lemmon, the most. Yearly tradition now, huh? Jack Lemony of movies. Yeah, for my wife, it is. Ever since she watched it for the podcast three years ago, she's watched it uh, every year since on New Year's Eve. Don't blame, can't blame her. It's, it's a great, great one. one. Fred McMurray. What's, what's Buddy Boy done for us lately? Hey, Buddy yeah. Boy. What has Buddy Boy done for us? Lately? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh God. Buddy Boy. Ray, Ray Walston. Walston. Ray Walston. The great Ray Walston. Yeah, he's so good in that. They're all so good. All those sixties, uh, all those sixties era TV guys were really good at being shitheads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Larry. Larry Tate. You know. Right. Fred this McMurray. Whole, whole, his whole career is playing assholes. You know? <laughs> all shit. They're all shit heels to take. Uh... <laughs> shit heels. Yeah, there's a there's a name you don't hear much of anymore. <laughs> shit heel and shit bird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's from that's from uh, L.A. Confidential. Shit heel right. and shit bird. Cop yeah. walk shit bird. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. Oh, man. Oh, I love it. All right, you guys. For Jake. For John. For Jake's cat, for John's cats, for my cat and my dog, we say, what was that noise? We say, this transmission ends now. Fight the power. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.